0: So welcome to today's Conduit podcast, a reminder that Conduit is a tribe of leaders and owners in the residential trades, and while we don't have it figured out yet, we recognize we all get better together. My name's Jerry Bierman. I'm the owner-operator of Alluring Glass. Today, we got another buddy of mine, Ryan Beal, owner-operator with his brother Chase of Beal Brothers Contracting. Welcome, Ryan.
1: Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. And so it's interesting when we look at these topics, um, it's always interesting which ones you guys pick. And um, the, the, the topic of patience has come up a lot recently. And mm.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. As a leader, as a leader, uh, as an owner, um, what is, uh, tell me about patience. What does, that, what does patience mean to you,
1: Ryan? Uh, you know, I think it's funny where this kind of led me, this, this rabbit trail, when we, you know, talked about this, this topic, yeah. um, we are talking about, you know, can you replace high energy with patients and I immediately panicked and I thought, Oh my gosh, I don't know what, what that's going to look like, but I got to thinking about it a little bit more. And one of the things that I felt like is, you know, what, what does that look like? Or maybe, maybe from a different perspective, being really honest about maybe my lack of patience, and
0: yes. um,
1: I kind of have it in reverse. So a good example of that for me is as I've grown the business and I've, I've tried to become the leader that you know everybody deserves uh, to have that my patience for wanting to get things done or satisfy a customer or make things easier on somebody that I know is going to have to do a difficult task is I will often put that on my plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of where that results from is, yeah, I mean, I, I do like to serve people and I, I don't ever I want to ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't personally do. but kind of what that results in is that, I will end up putting a few too many things on my plate, never committing myself because in the moment it's so much easier to pick that up and take it because it's just an easier task for me. And then what I've realized is that kind of forces me into a high energy mode. Mm. I I have to kind of choose and it it is a choice, a a choice to be, uh, you know, just a little bit more focused Um, and like I said, I I think I kind of get the whole thing backwards sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's interesting as you're, as you're saying that I'm thinking about, um, raising children, um, and how patient we become with things like them learning to walk or them learning to speak. And it's interesting that as a leader, um, you know, within your family, you, you recognize that you have to display patience because they're young people, and yet a lot of times in business, um, I know I forget that they could be a younger person in the trade—not necessarily younger in age, but younger in experience. And so then, you and I've talked about this a lot. So um, when you say, you know, that you're in the past you would be quicker to pick up responsibilities, things that you have high levels of competency. And I think that's one of the areas, right? If you're a highly competent leader, which you are, many times it's easier in the short term for you to just, I'll say lack patience and just do it yourself.
1: Yeah, and one of the, one of the byproducts is I was kind of thinking my way through this of, of what happens with that with me, you know, through, you know, family life or business life or whatever is I think I have often in choosing to be, you know, kind of high energy mode and and be amped up and take care of all these things, which sometimes is, is, is a wonderful thing. Sometimes that is what needs to be done. But I think as a leader, what I've done many times, I have so many things revolving in my head that when I do get a chance to sit down with, you know, my brother or you the know, sales team, production team, my wife, my kids, um, I have a tendency to really overwhelm people. Mm. So it's, it's all of a sudden just this giant gush of, Hey, here's what's going on. This is, you know, what the problems are. This is what's going on. And, you know, um, you know, let's, let's get to it. And the other, <laughs> the person I'm looking at just got wide eyed, <laughs> like, where did this come from?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Too
1: much. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so I, you know, like I said, in, in effect, I sometimes feel like I've had to I undo the work of being patient, um, sometimes by, um, going that route and then, you know, kind of, uh, kind of wear people out a little bit.
0: Yeah. You know, as you're saying that, it, there was a, there's a, a consultant I hired years ago and, um, we were in my office and one of my coworkers politely interrupted us and said, Hey, uh, Jerry, I've got the situation. Can I get some uh, direction from you? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And he said, here's the situation. And the guy that, was, that I hired to coach me said, hang on a second. Can I take this? And he said, yeah. And he said, uh, Chris, um, what I'd like you to do is go back to your office and come up with three solutions. Solutions to that question that don't compromise our vision, value, and purpose, and bring those three back to to Jerry, and um, he modeled that. And since he modeled that, I've been I've been trying to do that for the following few years. And it is interesting that by you know we're working with intelligent people. I mean, you know, our staff are are good, sharp uh, folks, and Um, and so if you ask them to consider answers, which is what I was coached to do, um, what ends up happening is obviously they learn how to solve the challenges very similar to the way you would have solved them because you're asking them to present solutions that don't compromise your vision or your values or your purpose. That was, and I know you and I've talked about that before that, that was, that was really, really helpful. The other piece, the other piece that I know to be true about you as a leader is that you are, um, you, my belief about your leadership style is that you're very caring and empathetic. And when you see somebody having a difficult situation, one of your, one of your, the qualities that I, that I admire a lot about you, Ryan, is that you want to carry that weight for them. And, in many ways, that's admirable. And in some ways, um, as you and I've discussed, you could be unintentionally inhibiting their growth.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I I think, um, I think as I've walked through this, um, I found, I found that I've started to implement, you know, what you've talked about is, you know, having people kind of come up with the, the, you know, the solutions and that has worked really well. And, and at some point I realized exactly what you said. I, I kind of woke up one day, I it was actually a text you sent me a while back um, about, you know, having faith in the people that you chose to hire. And yeah. a lot of times they do it better than I do anyway. Uh, and it's, it's amazing too, because now, because I've started to turn some of these things over, I feel, far more confident in business now. Like I just, I know that these guys have it and I know that I know that I know it. And yeah. they're not going to let it fall as opposed to me remembering not to forget. I mean, we've talked about that too. And uh, yeah. you know how exhausting that is. Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. just, it's, it, man, it's just been, you know, I think at some point as an owner, you know, there's this transition, at least where I'm at, where, you know, you, you have to instill confidence in everybody. And one of the things I, I tell my guys all the time is that they don't really realize how much upstream that goes to or how far upstream it goes. You know, where I know that these guys ha- have it in as a business owner, I think, you know, you always wonder if you're making the right decisions or whatever. And knowing that these guys have it and they've made it their own and they've, they've made themselves accountable for it just gives me such tremendous confidence. Um, and I'm not here till 10 o'clock at night, you know, worrying about things, you know,
0: For
1: sure. um, share what the insomnia you, a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah, share the, well, and the other piece is, you know, a lot of us get our self-worth, a lot of our, some of this is unhealthy, of course, but a lot of us enjoy accomplishing things, right? So, um, if, if you're the one that's always, if I'm the one that's always accomplishing things, then I'm taking all the, then I get all the, you know, the positive, like the, the self-satisfaction of overcoming obstacles. Um, you know, your your leaders, those in your charge would, you know, one of the considerations is, am, am I depriving them of the opportunity to work through some challenges um, that would enable them to, to experience the other side where they overcame uh, obstacles? As we discussed last week, they, over, they, they showed res- resilience. And um, anyway, the the reality is that sometimes, I think as leaders, we unintentionally take the opportunity from others in our charge, we take that opportunity away from them to actually grow and develop themselves and and to, to um, add value and to feel the self-worth of accomplishing things. And it leads me to this question, and we kind of have hit it, but I'm gonna ask it anyway: is what do you think is is as leaders are talking about patience? What do you think are some of the common myths associated with patience?
1: Um, I think one of the the common myths is it's something that um, everybody has in in varying degrees, and it's something that needs to be exercised or worked out, Um, and I think, you you know, patients only come through testing and hitting a wall or hitting a ceiling or whatever that is and, and working through it, and it's kind of the plan. I mean, if you're, if you're going to get anywhere and we talked about resilience and, and all that, um, having the opportunities to, um, wait, wait for a solution. And, uh, in, you know, in, like we were talking earlier, you know, encourage that from other people.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, is, is something that's, it is really learned.
0: Yeah.
1: You don't, yeah. you don't, I think we're especially bad at it in the trades i'm gonna say because we're so used to seeing a problem and then fixing it i mean i swear there's nothing so, my guys can't fix so you know right. um i mean i think if i told them to build a space shuttle they'd figure it out yeah but um you know just sometimes you know allowing that to uh th- th- i guess you go from that, you go from, you know, that technician standpoint, and that's what you found your business on because, you know, Hey, I can do this better than the next guy. So you go into business, you know, the whole email thing. Right. And then um, you realize that you can't, you can't fix all these problems. You have to turn them over. You have to be patient. Otherwise you're the clog in the pipe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's so true. Yeah. That's good. Wait. Yeah. It's really interesting is that, You know, and and I I remember this years ago, and I probably heard it at church or in a small group or something, that the guy said, uh, you know, be careful. Don't ever pray for patience.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Right.
0: Because the only way that you do, and to your point, the way that you develop that leadership strength of patience is to be faced with situations that to succeed, require patience. And um, if it was easy to your point, everybody has varying degrees of patience, right? Even a even a newborn, um, although it's really quick from the time that they're thinking they're hungry to the time they start screaming like a maniac. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then from that point on, patience is a learned uh, skill, isn't it? A learned attitude. Um, and, Without the face of adversity or challenges, one can't develop that muscle of strength, which, again, you and I find that, gosh, everywhere. It's that tension. Well,
1: one of the things that has, has helped me, one of the things I've, I've had to put inside the structure of my daily life to extend my patience is... Um, I've, I've kind of planned it out. So meaning, you know, it's just a, a lot of times it's as simple as for me is, you know, I ask somebody to take care of something or I know something's on somebody's radar or whatever that is. And I almost immediately go into my calendar and put a follow-up reminder or, you know, make sure that's in my path. Yeah. Because I think one of the things I, I, I think I hope people relate to this. I'm not, overly sharing here, but it kind of keeps my evil three-year-old at bay, you know, where um, I'm sometimes in my, in my, in my patience and I'm using air quotes right now, That um, yeah. I'm like wondering why this isn't done and why I don't see momentum or whatever. Uh, having something planned and scheduled for a follow-up um, grows me and I don't have to go crazy because I know I'll check back in on it. Right. And, you know, even if the task isn't done or whatever, at least I feel better that I've talked to someone and I can continue to not take that back. That's the other thing is you know I'll, I'll want to snatch it back up if it, I don't feel like it's you know gotten done in, in the time that i I think it should
0: yes and
1: and again, you know trusting that other people are seeing things that that I don't yeah. and taking care of it you know accordingly. yeah, uh, it's something I've learned.
0: Yeah, it's interesting as you're describing that. I'm thinking about my own deficiencies, and I'm thinking about, like, as a as a leader, that uh, you know, that I need to show patience um, when when I think one of my staff is not uh, addressing a situation as quickly as I think it should be addressed. Then that's where really it's my default is to be impatient and just do it instead of allowing my leadership to get stronger by recasting vision for response time or whatever the issue is there to take the time to recast the vision as a leader to those in my charge. Um, so again, I'm shortchanging, you know, I'm, I'm I'm erring on two places one is I'm I'm taking away the opportunity to get the situation resolved by somebody in my charge and the second thing is I'm shortcome short changing my ability or my uh, leadership development by not taking the time to recast vision for an appropriate response time
1: Yeah I I've I've seen that in what's what's really interesting for that for me as well is it it kind of ties into um it kind of ties into the ability my capacity changes on how well i take care of myself yeah and the more these things i pick up or the longer hours i work you know um you know time is finite you know longer hours doesn't necessarily mean you're getting anything done um but I've learned maybe it's just because I'm getting older or or whatever it is, but I have to do those few things that take care of me to, you know, to, you know, have that blow off valve to, you know, take the mountain bike out, you know, take the kayak out, whatever that is to get rid of some of that garbage out of my head to recharge my capacity and my bandwidth. And, um, be able to deal with some of these things effectively. Because a lot of times it just gets so jumbled upstairs that um, my problems really aren't that big, but I'm just so I have it all in my head, and it's it's way bigger than it actually is.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, as I somebody said to us years ago, is that certainly there's times where something is on fire. However, everything's not on fire all of the time, and so yeah. 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 It, you know, the, the, the whack-a-mole you remember the game, whack-a-mole. Um, yeah. I think as a leader, you get all calfed up, you know, and, um, and, and everything can be whack-a-mole. And um, it's just not a good, it should, yeah, it's not healthy for yourself. It's not healthy for your company. Um, yeah It's just not good. So again, for us to learn as leaders, um, I was thinking about patience as uh, – I wonder how many leaders, if, if they were being transparent, would – if you said the word patience to them, um, might they say – might one of the myths be weakness? Like, I don't want to be perceived as a weak leader. And so, mm. if, if my guys don't see me taking, you know, command and control, uh, if I'm displaying patience – might they, might one of the myths be apathy? Like, well, Jerry must not care about it because he's not responding or reacting to it. Or might they, might they, might you perceive it as being weakness? I'm not sure, but I would imagine for some of us that might be some of the myths that we uh, cling to.
1: Hmm. I never thought about that way.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, and again, some of some of this is as you and I are talking about this. Some of it's you know the 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 uh, some of the vulnerabilities, some of my weaknesses as I'm talking about this. Um, certainly, my vulnerabilities and weaknesses come out in the conversation. So, what about um, some examples of you um, either showing patience and it worked out really well? Can you think of a specific example or? Sometime that you were impatient um, and it didn't work out so well. Is there any any specific story that comes to mind, Ryan?
1: You know, I think I've seen I've seen a few things over and over again in my life. So I think one of the things where I get really amped up, my patience goes out the window immediately, is if something. Isn't on time, or I'm not on time. It drives me insane, and it pushes all my buttons at once. And I realize that I show up to things completely amped up, and I'm sure that you know it probably affects my driving, and you know I I'm depleting my reserve <laughs> as I'm driving to get wherever it is, and I'm late, and uh, I think. I don't, I don't know that I have a a specific instance other than to say that this always, everything really does seem to work out. I can't tell you how many times that I have, you know, gotten off to a bad start, you know, whatever happened. And I'm I'm running a little bit late and I'm, I'm, I'm amped up over, over that. And then, uh, you know, there's some sort of a misunderstanding or whatever and then come to find out that oh thank God that you know I was a little bit late because that allowed this other tumble to drop into place and somebody else noticed it uh, or whatever that is and it gave us enough time to do this other thing that needed to get done or uh, you know whatever whatever else happened just as it should have like I I've joked I don't know how many times you know that things don't happen when I want but they seem to always happen when they should mm, that's um, good. for yeah I mean in, in the, the kind of the, the the real pain I guess is being patient enough to see how that's going to work out and maybe not even that so much is actually taking the time to sit back and take inventory of what actually happened in that time Mm-hmm. That I was I was panicking and, and seeing how a lot of times something really good or unexpected dropped into place and uh, it's 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 always really humbling for me. You know, yeah. Things are going to be okay.
0: Well, and, and you and I share a, 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 a similar faith. Um, and one of the one of the pieces to our faith that seems to be true over and over again. The older I get, is that. You know everything, and my mom used to say this too. Everything bad that happens over time, over time, and you know that's that's the hard part. Speaking of patience, is that <laughs> there, there, there's there's always some good somehow, and sometimes you got to look pretty hard for the good. But you know, bad situations over a long period of time. Typically, reveal some positive associations with it. That doesn't mean the pain and suffering goes away. I'm not implying that. What I'm saying is that I'll I'll be 53. You know, in my 53 years, I've seen time and time again things that happen. um, You know that over time there is some silver lining to it, and. You know, that's part of the pieces of, of patience is I, I what I'm learning is we've we've hit patience for a couple for a week and then we've been touching and and going on this uh topic a few times that it's it's a really good reminder for me of of uh areas that I should display more patience. And then like I said, certainly there's things that happen that as a leader you know the, the leaders that you and I hang out with our default is probably too much action too quick right our our, oh. de- our default i don't see i don't i don't see many of us waiting too long i see a, i see many of us acting too, too swiftly but i don't see many of us waiting too long and so you know to have the discernment and quite candidly the the table that you and I share Um, you know, on Wednesday mornings where, you know, a few of us uh, meet at the same table every week. And that's a good place to bounce ideas off of guys to say, hey, I've got the situation, you know, is this something I should be addressing aggressively? Or is this something that I should wait and see how it plays out? And being having access to another half dozen leaders that can kind of weigh in on their experience, I have found invaluable.
1: Yeah, I, I was, I enjoy that. And, you know, man, if that was around 10 years ago, I'm sure I'd have less gray hair, but, uh, (laughs) for sure. But uh, I think it's interesting that we now, we now, you know, thanks to you, we have this, this tribe, this community where we can do that. And, um, one of the things I was reflecting on while you're you're talking is that I feel like lately we've hit a stride in our organization that I just I, I'm just absolutely in love with. Um, you know, tragedy does strike. I mean, this we've talked about this sure. industry, and I, I mean, I guess business in general is just being a blood sport. Yeah. And you know, tragedy does strike. You know, you you have those those moments and one of the things that has been just really amazing is we kind of have started to make a transition from, Hey, you know, it was this person's fault or this person forgot to make the phone call or or whatever it is. I mean, you know, sometimes things just happen and we've been focusing more on a team recovery and one of the things I've noticed is that it kind of unifies everybody from, from sales to production to, you know, office staff, where when you kind of work on it in a recovery, in uh, a joint recovery effort, that one of the really neat things I've seen happen here lately is that you kind of get an understanding of what everybody else is going through. And from it, from every other perspective, Yeah, um, our our father always said, you you know, you learn a lot about uh, somebody working next to him for eight hours a day. And when you're in the middle of this and you decide to share the load and everybody breaks up a piece of it and works on it instead of playing the blame game. um, Not only does it feel so much lighter, but it helps everybody understand what everybody else is going through. You know, lumber order went wrong, you know, okay, now what do we do? You know, the guys are standing there with nothing to do and, um, when everybody works on it together, we understand that you know the guys out in the field are, are really just wanting to get something done to make the customer really happy, and yeah. you know they're out there sweating. It's ninety-seven degrees, you know, and it, you're out there humping lumber to try and get it to them, um, and you understand. You remember what that's like, um, and then certainly that goes both ways when you know other other things happen, and these guys help us, you know, reconnect the dots. Yes. And um, it, that helps the patience thing because you understand and it reconnects you with everybody's roles in, in their own um, difficulties in their own day-to-day job and makes you appreciate them even more.
0: That's good. All right, last question. Um, what advice, for this call anyway, what advice would you <laughs> share? If you, if you could get a younger Ryan – 20, 30 years ago, and you could give them a nugget, um, you know, that related to patience, what nugget of wisdom or insight would you share with a younger version of yourself?
1: Wow. Um, I think I would say one of, one of the first things I would say would be Wait a few seconds, ten seconds, if you can possibly manage, before you speak. Yeah. Um, and 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 re reevaluate what you say before you say it, because you know, uh, gosh, what you can say can can build people up, or it can just you know just tear people down in an instant. And holding on to your tongue for an extra five seconds, 10 seconds to process, you know, maybe some of that emotion or some of that knee jerk reaction or whatever, before you open your mouth. Um, I, well, before I open my mouth is, is what I'm, what I'm going after here.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's probably the number one thing that I would say. And, um, I think the other thing would be is this business is very, very personal to me you don't get much more personal in, you know, um, you know, billing somebody and taking their hard earned money to work in their house. And especially intimate areas like, you know, master bedrooms, master bathrooms, things like that. It's a very personal business. Yes. So I take all that very personally, but one of the things that kind of transfers over that I've noticed for me personally, I've had to work on is that when something is or isn't done, it's not, personal to me like a lot of times it's just somebody just forgot and I've had to kind of calm myself down from being really upset as to you know why somebody is basically human and why why they forgot or whatever and not take that personally Personal
0: attack yes that's a great reminder yes yeah
1: yeah I think I think if I would have had those two tools um you know back then that would have alleviated a lot of a lot of suffering for myself and my own anguish things I took home yeah. uh, which certainly my wife and kids didn't deserve and um, I think I would have been I would have been so much better about uh, encouraging people mm. uh, which you know, in the moment, sometimes, you know, it's it's a choice, right? It's a, it's a choice to react to the information.
0: Yep. Yep, that's good. Well, that'll be a good place for us to stop today, Ryan. And, uh, you know, again, uh, knowing you individually for a lot of years and watching you as a leader, um, you are definitely somebody that I see as building people up, not tearing them down. And, you know, I don't know I don't know how, how much time you and I are gonna have in this industry, but you're definitely one of the guys that I see moving forward, um, making a profound impact, a positive impact on the residential trade. So I'm thrilled to be co-laboring with you um, on that journey because you are, you are definitely one of the good guys. And so I look forward to more private conversations and, and public conversations. So I really pre- appreciate you taking time out of your schedule today. And as uh, we frequently say, I must hop, so I will speak to you next time.